When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, kinfolk? It's RJ Young, host of the number one ranked show. This is a bonus audio-only podcast because, frankly... I got to talk to more than the folks that you got to see on screen, and I wanted to share that with you. So this is a bonus episode just for you who listens to this podcast. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. Okay, so we'll start with this. Uh, Marvin, what's it like to play in Jeff Levy's offense? Man, it's it's different. I mean, it's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Fastest-paced offense I've ever been. Um, we're definitely going to be moving the ball up and down that field, but just – Production time getting set up. I mean, it's very fast. And he settles for nothing less. I mean, it's going to be a fast offense. He runs it the way he wants to. That's fast. If you can't play fast, then you won't play in his offense. Woody Washington on the mic right now. Woody, you got a toast, uh, a taste of Coach Venables. What's it like? What's it like? Uh, it's definitely different. Um, I mean, he kind of brings the same energy uh, that, that Coach uh, Grinch brought. He's going to come with some type of knowledge for us every day. Um, whether it's football knowledge or whether it's something that, that he wants to just wants us to hear about life, um, but it's definitely been it's definitely been great. This is for both of y'all. I'm gonna start with you, Woody. Uh, what's the vibe like inside the room now? Atmosphere is different. I mean, everybody just come in ready to work. I mean, we trying to raise the raise the floor, mm-hmm. not not bring the bring the roof up. We trying to raise the floor and touch the ceiling. You feel me? So it's definitely it's definitely different. Mark, what's the what's the vibe like, dog? Yeah, just like Woody said, I mean, it's different. I mean, he expects a lot from us. I mean, he expects the best from us every day. And no matter what day it is, no matter what time of the day it is, I mean, that's they're going to they're gonna do Like, that's what it is. I mean, it's just work. You know, Coach Venables especially. I mean, he even said, like, when he's not there, Coach Mitty's the head coach. You already know how that goes. So he's not, he's not <laughs> taking anything less. No, nah, that's a great segue there because I was going to ask about it. I'm old enough to remember – Coach Schmitty when I'm in middle school, high school, right? And the stories that they tell. Y'all get to experience that now. So, Marv, I'm going to start with you. What was your welcome to Coach Schmitty's world moment? Um, well, first day, I mean, I'm, I'm lifting on his rack. And I'm lifting with, like, Key Lawrence, Drake Stoops, Justin Broyles, like, stronger, bigger guys, especially me at that time, being around 175. And, you know, we're lifting – you know, and we have 45s, 25s doing squat. So I go up there and put a 10 on there. And, he just, and I get under the bar and he just look like he just grabs my, grabs my shirt and he looks at me. He goes, what you doing, big dog? So the the 45s are like black plates and the 25s are the red ones. And he said, we only do black and reds over here. So there was no leeway. Like I'm lifting the same weight as them squatting it. Like there's, I mean, he doesn't let you slip up at, I mean, none. 
Oh man, I can see it too. What you doing, big dog? Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> Woody, what was your welcome to Smitty World? See, I don't, I don't work out with Smitty. I'm with, I'm with a different coach, but just from hearing mm-hmm. stuff from his wreck, they be curling sixties and all type of different stuff. It's like, if you put anything less than what he wants you to put on there, he gonna look at you like you're crazy. It's just like, what are you doing, big dog? Not gonna put no more weight on. <laughs> like it's like I don't know, it's different, but I'm glad I don't have to experience that. But hey, y'all got it. I could think of no better combination than Coach Venables and his intensity, and Coach Schmitty and his intensity, and put the two of them together. Y'all feel like y'all the kind that's gonna be playing with your hair on fire. So I ask about the vibe, but you're also playing in this tremendously fast offense, Marvin. How fast is it? I mean, you talk about those three guys. Yeah. I mean, you go from Venables. Levy, Coach Roof, and then Coach Schmidt. I mean, you got some of the best guys in the game, best minds in the game, best schemes in the game, best strength coach in the game. I mean, I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> I was asking about the offense. How fast is the offense? Man, it's crazy. I mean, we get lined up fast, get the play in. I mean, as soon as the play's over, maybe even before the play's over. I mean, we get in the next one and we're lining up, we're going. And it's hard for the defense. I mean, Woody, Woody can probably attest for it. I mean, it's hard for the defense to, like, get the calling with us because, you know, we're always a step ahead. And instead of looking around waiting for everybody to get set, I mean, we're snapping it. And if you're not set, you're not ready, you don't know what you're doing, you're getting in trouble for it. <laughs> Woody, what's it like for you to try to defend this? Uh, Like he said, definitely hard. I mean, they move fast pace. Like, it's it's extremely fast. So if, if the defense isn't set up or if we're still looking for this and running to this, then we're toast. Uh, they're going to score every time off of it. And it's so many different reads that they have with, with each play they run. It's just it's, just, it's impossible to stop it if you're not set. I've been very loud about my wish list began and ended with Coach Venables. But at the time, it felt like it was a thing that could not happen. Mm-hmm. He's very happy. He won national championships in a good spot. He picked y'all, right? And in picking y'all, he's giving you everything he's got. How have you seen that show up? What are you first? Um, definitely. Uh, just like I said, the way he comes into meetings, uh, he's going to bring some type of juice every day uh, on the field. He's going to push everybody to work extremely hard and, and make sure we know exactly what we're doing, whether it's the offense or the defense. Uh, but it's been it's been a whole different atmosphere since he's gotten in the building. And um, just for us to have him, like like you said, he's one of the greatest coaches ever. And for him to choose us, we, we got to go out and, and do our best. Marvin, similar to that, you heard the stories. You understand what it meant for Coach Stoops to help bring Coach Venables here. How does that manifest for you? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, he chose us. I mean, you're talking about a guy who could have left Clemson years earlier to go coach somewhere else, but he wanted to come coach here at Oklahoma. I think things couldn't have fallen in a better place for him and um, for us especially. Um, Just thinking about last season, all that happened, all that stuff. And for him to come in the way he did in that first meeting, and then to go to the indoor and have his little ceremony, I mean, it was special. It was something that everybody needed, especially at that time. I mean, we're, we're trying to – I mean, we lost a head coach. I think for a week we didn't have anything planned, nothing, no one no one in the offices except for maybe like Gundy and those guys that stayed. But um, the way he came in, I mean, it gave us like a whole other like, level of juice. I mean, it kind of brought life back into us as a program. I mean, it's Oklahoma. You know, no matter like who's there playing, all that stuff, I mean, if you got the right guy at the head point, I mean – you're going to be someone to be reckoned with. I'm going to stick with you for just a second here. How has Dylan Gabriel shown himself as a player and as a leader to you? I mean, man, I mean, he's probably one of the 
best leaders I've been around. I mean, just the way he came into the facility, like communicates with everybody. I mean, he talks to everybody. He doesn't care how he looks. He's more worried about the relationship with everybody else. I mean, as far as social media goes, as far as like community goes, I mean, he's the guy. He definitely is. And he steps into that role perfectly. You know, on the field, I mean, I'm ready to play with him. I mean, it's so nice. And, you know, we're going through spring ball practice and he's played well. And, um, you know, he knows all Levy's offense. I mean, he used to be in Levy's offense. He knows it like the back of his hand. I mean, he's seeing stuff before sometimes we even see it as receivers. So it's just fun to be out there with him. Woody, what's it like to be with Big Swole? I mean, Coach Vali, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Big Swole, yeah, Coach Vali, Uh It's definitely different than, uh, than last year, obviously. Um, we had Coach Manning. Uh, he was a great coach, but uh, he wasn't a defensive back. And Coach Vali is. And uh, obviously came from Bama. He had great success at Bama. He had great success when he was in college at uh, Wisconsin. So, I mean, just for us to have him in that room, it, it definitely puts a puts, on, puts us on the edge. Uh, he wants to wants us to work extremely hard. He always talks about being intentional, not working with intent, but working with being intentional because intentional is different. Is I uh, mean, but having him in the room, it definitely makes me a lot better. Uh, he has so many different techniques and and different schemes that 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 we're going to run this year. So, um, just for for us to have him in in our room is is great. One of the things I'm fascinated about is not just how the the scheme is run, but who's in the scheme. Mm. You'll know more than most people that you lost a bunch mm. on that defense. But then I see a guy like Ethan Downs, and I know what he's capable of in high school. And I know what Danny Stutzman is capable of. I've seen Kobe, Kobe McKenzie's bigger than Kenneth Murray was <laughs> when he was here, which is ridiculous. Yeah. How excited are you for these younger guys to show themselves? Uh, definitely excited for the younger guys. Uh, guys came in and and they were they're working extremely hard. Guys like uh, especially in my in my room. Uh, I can speak from my room. Uh, Gentry Williams and Jaden Rowe. Those guys came in. I already know they're extremely fast. They track guys, so uh, that they already got a a step ahead on, on most guys because most guys don't come into college being that fast as fast as they are. But um, those guys are going to be great for, it. especially Danny, Ethan, like you said, some of the younger pups. Um, but they're coming along. And they're they're becoming great leaders, uh, especially Ethan. Um, that's why he's here with us today. So same with Danny. Um, Danny, Danny, uh, he didn't play. A, he played a lot last year, but. For for him to step into a, more of a leadership role as a as a young guy, I think it'll help help him in the future. Marvin, my last one for you. That receiving room, it feels like it's you now, right? It's you that's got to step up front. Perhaps you didn't expect that to be so soon. How have you taken that responsibility on? I mean, yeah, it's been different. Um, the only guys with experience are me, Drake Stoops, Theo Weiss. Mm -hmm. Theo was out all last year. You know, Drake's an older guy. I think this is his fifth year, going into his fifth year. So it's like, I mean, we're really all we got. You know, with Jaleel coming up as a young pup, you know, someone who played in two games last year. You know, he had definitely has some experience and he's there. But we, it's just bringing those younger guys along. And I feel like that's the hard part, you know, especially coming with the guys, some of the guys coming from high school and stuff like that. I mean, it's different college ball. And we just have to help them realize that. And, um, you know, rocking with Coach Gundy, I mean, he's been there for a while. You know, he knows a lot of people. I mean, he's a man in Norman, man in OKC. So, um, you know, just from a leadership role with us three, I mean, we're just trying to bring everybody along, you know, while learning Levy's offense and all that other stuff. Marvin Mims, Woody Washington, thank you guys so much for taking time. Well, we'll start with you, Dylan. Um, how has Dave Aranda made his mark at Baylor in such a short amount of time? I'll start with saying this. Dave Aranda is a great person, um, and he's he's a great football coach, but he's an even better person. Mm -hmm. And just 
speaking to the impact that he's had on the men in the locker room as people is is just so fantastic. I mean, you look at coaching as a profession, and I think the things that coaches want to do are to impact people and allow them to live greater lives off of the field because of what they did on the field. And I think Dave Aranda does that every single day um, with the lessons that he teaches, the way he carries himself. I'm just, I'm so proud to be a Dave Aranda player. Um, he, he means the world to me. And I'm just really thankful to have had, um, to have been impacted by him, so. Bryson, you got something? Yes, um, just to back that off, mm. uh, his person is amazing. Mm. Um, that's his main focus. And he exudes that energy to his players. Um, on the team and that's it's an amazing thing to be a player underneath him because you see how intent how his focus is how driven he is and uh, his mastery of handling day-to-day life mm. so uh, for us as players we look up to that and it's definitely an honor to play under him and uh, be put in a role to support his team and his staff it's high praise coming from you as you are six year correct yes, so you you've been through the ringer and as far as Baylor is concerned I mean one and eleven, two playing the conference championship. Two and seven, two winning the conference championship. Yes. You play for Matt Rule. You play for Coach Aranda. Have, do you see similarities between the two? Um, very different. Mm. Um, very, very different personalities. But um, it's just amazing to see the type of players that we have in the locker room, and to see how Coach Aranda has came in and uh, create those relationships with those people, and instilled the trust with each person in the locker room. And um, he's done a fantastic job with it. But being there at Baylor University and seeing that change and being a part of that growth is amazing because you're just so proud of everybody in the locker room, how they adapt. Um, and the the focus, the focus that, that's given and followed by David, Coach David Randall. So this is for both of you. Uh, I got to talk to Coach Randall for the first time last year, mm-hmm. and I asked him to explain to me simulated pressures like I'm five. <laughs> and the man took every bit of his time yep. to explain mm-hmm. to me fundamentals of what they are trying to do. He certainly loves football. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Yeah. So when you hear him talk about yeah. scheme and strategy, what lights you up about him? I, th- I think I've said this before in an interview, but mm-hmm. watching watching Dave Aranda draw on a whiteboard is like watching Picasso paint. Yes. It's like, it's unbelievable the amount of detail that he goes into. He goes into the eyes, the feet, um, what the guy is thinking based off of that, um, what the coordinator is thinking, um, how the how the pieces interact. And so, I mean, it's it's really just a blessing to like be able to learn from such a master of his craft. Mm. Um, I mean, it's he is just such a such a I mean, I'm not sure the right word academic personality. Mm. Um, Smashes in philosophy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just he wants to get the little details right for the sake of the little details. He just he just loves the game, and I think people that love what they do um, really project that onto other people and make them love the thing too. So I think that that's certainly the case with Dave Aranda and football, and I, I really love getting the chance to learn from him. Bryce, fair to say you look forward to seeing him draw on the whiteboard too? Oh, yes. I'm going to let him speak for that. uh, (laughs) The the, the cool part about it is um, like going into camp last year and and it's going to be the same this year, Mm. just seeing the same way like he attacks practice. Mm. And while we're doing position drills or um, we're doing things at practice, he's able to come to you and give you the exact details um, that that can help you be a better player. 
And I think that's amazing because in the season, you get tired. It's a, it's a drag. So to see him come out there and still get that same intent, that same focus, that same, um, that same just like you can feel it whenever whenever he walks up. And he's so brilliant. So you're able to to learn from him, and I think that's really important when you can learn from somebody in a high or a chaotic environment. Yeah. We just discussed earlier, right? That I grew up an Oklahoma fan. It's been my team. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with Coach Randa, and to say that I love this man and I love to hear him talk is an understatement. That says a bunch for me, mm-hmm. as he put the clamps on my team in the college football <laughs> playoff and put the clamps on them in a game they must have had to win. How does it feel for you guys to know that the guy calling the plays for you is going to have you in the right spot at the right time more often than not? Yeah, so Coach Roberts calls our defense, our defensive coordinator. Coach Ron Roberts, excuse um, me. But it is um, – just the whole defensive system, the way that system has evolved. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I was familiar. I was a Big Ten fan growing up, and so watching Coach Aranda's defenses at Wisconsin, yeah, and then you know on a national stage at LSU, mm-hmm. and now playing in his defense at Baylor, um, him and Coach Robert, Coach Ron Roberts. Now, um, I've just been. I've, the scheme is really great, uh, but I think the the most important thing is how you execute that scheme, mm. and so. I mean that obviously that obviously comes from players, but I think the more the more important thing with that is the culture, and so the culture that Coach Ron Roberts and and Coach Aranda have built um, is something that's that's ever evolving, and it's an organic thing that will continue to change, and we're just focused on you know growing that culture and and continuing to make that culture better and and leaving it in a better place than we found it, and so I think that's really to get back to the main point. I think. The culture is the most important thing to be able to execute the scheme, and I believe the scheme is is kind of ingenious um, when it comes to the the expertise and knowledge of Coach Ron Roberts and Coach Aranda. I want to jump in there for just a second because I don't know that enough people understand. One, you're right to correct me. Second, mm-hmm. Coach Aranda used to work for Coach Roberts, mm-hmm. and you guys know this. Mm-hmm. How does that relationship manifest itself because they obviously trusted each other quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah. i would say just yeah the relationship is like he said is organic so mm-hmm. um the respect i mean you see it from both uh, both people uh coach roberts and coach aranda so um you feel that energy that they both give off and it's something that you can trust into because you know that if coach roberts is telling you something like coach aranda is going to agree with it and um they're on the same page 24 7. so i think that's uh, truly amazing and uh, it allows players uh, to go into it with confidence and how they handle the schemes and uh, be a part of the culture. The thing that I found most interesting about Baylor today versus Baylor over the last decade is how been able to win with offense, been able to win with defense, been able to be balanced. But more than that, the the fan base really, really loves y'all. <laughs> I mean, sincerely loves y'all from Chip and, and Joanna all the way down. I mean, it's all over. Do you guys feel that when you leave campus, when you leave Waco? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I would say this. Um, just with our culture and Coach Aranda's vision, um, mm. he really focuses on the, the person over player um, within this program. So um, he holds every, all of us accountable, but at the same time allows us to grow as, as men and uh, as future husbands, future fathers. Mm. And that's really important because off the field, those are the things that matter how you handle um, interactions with daily people. You never know who you're meeting. 
who, whose hand you're shaking. Mm-hmm. So um, the love for the fans comes from the respect of the respect that the players give to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going along with that, the person over player piece hopefully makes it easy to be a Baylor fan mm-hmm. just from the standpoint of, um, you know, you can cheer for a guy for 12 Saturdays a year, but you know that um, what you're getting in the workplace or what you're getting in the community like those, those Baylor Bears will be a great additions to your community or your um, your work team or whatever because you know they've gone through that process and they've um, been trained by the best. And so uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in and we feel like um, we have that family, family atmosphere at Baylor and that's what makes us special. I would be remiss if I did not ask you all uh, what makes Blake Chapin such a great quarterback because I didn't get to see a whole bunch of it mm-hmm. until he shows up in the Big 12 championship and a little bit before that. But he looks like he can spin it, <laughs> but I don't know much else about him other yeah. than he can spin it. What else can you guys tell me about Blake? Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, he's he's a authentic personality. Mm-hmm. So uh, he stays true to himself, mm-hmm. and that's really important, um, especially when you're in different environments, being able to stay who you are. And Blake does that on a great level. Um, he's taking great steps, and I'm very, we're both very proud of him, how he's taking the summer and off season. And his focus is intent, intentional. Um, the way that he trains, the way he practices, it's like, man, it's intentional. Everything's intentional with Blake. So uh, we trust him, and he's allowed us to trust him um, as, a, as a team. And he's sacrificed for us. Uh, very humble guy. Very, very humble guy. Yeah, Shape is a really confident guy. Uh, definitely proud of the way that he's handled the offseason and the way that he's fought through a lot of adversity. Um, I mean, in the in the Big 12 championship, he was playing hurt uh, mm. near the end. And um, I think he really put his heart out there for us to see. And speaking to, to Bryson's point about him being an authentic leader, I'm just really proud of the way that he's approached, um, you know, taking the offense and making it his own and um, and kind of attacking those challenges that he's been faced with. Bryce and Dylan, thanks, guys. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Good stuff, man. Uh, pick that up. Oh, oh we're yeah. about to start. Yeah, we're just talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we going to check, check, you. one, two, one, two. I like it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, pick that up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying, like, this This is for jamming, right? So, you know, I mean, it's a little bit looser than it is on camera. You all right? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Miles, you seem a little amped to be here. Are you excited, dog? I'm very, 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 very excited to be here, actually. <laughs> Why are you so excited to be here, man? Uh, You know, this is something I've wanted to do since I got here. The guy that was just here, Caleb Rogers, that's my roommate. And when we first came into Tech, we were we seen the guys that went to Big 12. We were like, man, we got to do that. Like, that's something we have to do. We have to experience that. It's, and here we are. We, we're doing it. So it's mm-hmm. like, man, it's huge. Following our goals, accomplishing dreams. Like, it's big time for us. Talk a little bit about your career so far at Tech. Play with a bunch of different quarterbacks, right? Caught passes from a bunch of different quarterbacks. How excited are you to kind of know what you got going in? Um, I still don't know which guy yet. Well, so. but you you got experience with him. Yeah, no, I definitely have yeah. experience with him. So I'm super excited knowing that all three of those guys can make the throws and make the checks that need to be made. It's, it makes it so much easier for me, honestly. It makes it so much easier. Is the offense changing any bit? Oh, uh, well, it, yeah, it definitely changed from last year. You know, we're going to throw the ball a lot more this year. We threw it a lot last year, don't get me wrong, but we're going to throw it more this year. And, you know, we have the guys to do it. We have the coaches to do it. Like, 
I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I get goosebumps talking about it. Hey, man, I'm excited to see y'all turn up in Lubbock. I'm also really, really excited for Coach McGuire. Me too. Right? Um, are you familiar with the legend of one coach, Joel McGuire? I am. My sister actually graduated. She was a cheerleader at the time when he was at Cedar Hill. So I've already known who Coach McGuire was before I was even playing middle school football, you know. Well, in knowing what you got there, yeah, uh, do you feel any added pressure for playing for this man in his first year? No, no added pressure. I feel like there's no. I feel like he absolutely takes the pressure off of us. Like it's like it's something about the guy. Like he brings so much energy, and he makes you want to be there. And the staff that he picked out, they make you want to be there. The strength coaches he picked out, they make you want to be there. It's just so fun to be around. Him. Like sometimes I don't even want to go home. I'll get done with a workout. I'll go home for a little bit, get my breakfast stuff, go home for a little bit, come back up there, work out, and, like, I'll be in there doing extra little work, and the the defense will be outside doing, like, sleds or something or doing something, and they'll, the strength coaches will call me out there, and I'll come get some extra work with them. Like, they just make it fun to be there. What makes this so much fun in 2022, or were you having this much fun in 2021? Uh, no knock to Wells staff like at all because they did a, a fantastic job. You know, we came a long way from where we first started to where we are now, but they just bring this different type of vibe and genuine love. Like they genuinely want you to succeed. They genuinely want you to be better for yourself, not only for yourself, but for the better of the team. Like they bring out the best out of everybody. Did you get to see any of this Western Kentucky offense on film you're about to be running in? Oh, yeah, sure. A lot of it. <laughs> it make me excited. It make my skin crawl. Well, one, wide receivers featured, but so do the quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. What is it like for the defense to try to defend it? You know, we have our days. We have our days where we absolutely kill the defense. Then we have our days where they just – it's like a back-and-forth thing. Like some days it's us, some days it's them. Some days it's really, really, really competitive. It's just – it's a lot of competitive depth, and that makes it really, really fun. Which one of the guys in your room are you most excited to see take the leap? Really all those guys. Like, when I tell you there's some guys in the room that people really don't know much about yet, like, like we know about our J.J. Sparkman. And y'all may not know a lot yet, but he's a guy that's going to go up and get the ball. Our Loic Fungi, Trey Cleveland, Brady Boyd that just came in. But we have some guys that, that really haven't played a lot of college football yet that I'm really excited. Like, Nehemiah, Nehemiah Martinez, I'm super excited to see him play because he was here with me last year, and he's like a guy that I kind of took under my wing, and it, I'm, I'm just ready to watch him ball and do what he loves to do. And then a, another kid is Jordan Brown. He came in from uh, Kansas, transferred from Kansas, and kid's a route runner. Like, I'm talking about, like, Jerry Judy. Like, he got the dreads like him and everything. It's We have a lot of... Xavier White, that's another. We have a lot of really dog, like some dogs in the room. Talking with Miles Price, which has been joined by Tyree Wilson. Tyree, how you doing, man? Hand and mic. Hand and mic. You got it. You got it. Talking to Mike. You're talking to Mike. I'm, I'm good. Miles, Miles trying to keep the mic from me. Nah, hey, look. Miles and I are having a good time chopping it up about why he is excited about Texas Tech football this year. I'm going to give you the same opportunity here. Why are you excited about Texas Tech football this year? There's no reason not to be excited, really. I mean, uh, new coach, uh, great atmosphere, um, a lot of a lot of attention on Texas Tech. Coming off of a good bowl game, I think we we're gonna run the Big Twelve and uh, win the Big Twelve 
championship. As that being a goal, they're going to need a lot out of you, right? And this feels like a really interesting year for you. Are you still playing outside linebacker? Do they move you around? Yes, sir. I'm still playing outside linebacker. So you feel comfortable? Yes, I feel comfortable. So I can expect you to go make 38 sacks? Not 38, <laughs> but I, I I try to get close. <laughs> no, that's what I like to hear. What? I'm excited to see what you're able to do because you're just the kind of guy that I believe Texas Tech can turn into, well, since Jordan Brooks, maybe first-rounder. It yes. right? just depends on how the season goes for you. But you're also going to have to try to stop what, at least on paper, last year is one of the best offenses in the history of the sport. What have you seen from the offense for which you're like, hey, I don't, I don't know if the rest of the league knows that we have this here, but this is, this is terrifying to us. Our offense? Yeah. Our offense got a, a bunch of weapons. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's – you know, some teams in the Big 12 got a few, but I feel like all across the offense we got a lot of weapons that is going to be explosive, going to put up the numbers, and uh, put up the points. I was talking a bit to Miles about Coach McGuire, and I asked him when I'm going to ask you, did you know about the legend of Coach McGuire before he got to Tech? I mean, I didn't, I didn't know – that he, I mean, I heard some stuff, you know, but I didn't know he did that greater things at Cedar Hill. Yeah, uh, a legendary program. Yes. Uh, he is a Hall of Fame high school football coach. But he's also going into year one, having this job for the first time. What do you think it says that, A, he picked y'all and that he wants it to go well this first year? Well, Coach McGuire coming in, you could already see that he was, you know, a genuine guy. He he cares more about the play, the players more than just the football football player standpoint he he wants to build a big family and I feel that that's going to help us you know year one gonna go great for him and it's going to continue to grow as other people come come along this is for both of y'all and we'll start with you Tyree then we'll pass to Miles here what is the brand the toughest hardest working most competitive team in the country that's the that's the standard around the place if you don't know that you might as well hit the transfer portal no, I mean, Miles, uh, fill me in on this because y'all got this memorized and I've heard him say it, mm -hmm. but it's one thing for it to be said. Yeah. It's another thing to live it. So how does that work? Exactly what it says. The toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country. Whatever we do, we will be the toughest. We are going to hit you in the mouth every single play and we're going to get up and do it over and over again. We're going to be the hardest working. We're going to outwork you every single day, no matter how you feel, what's next. We're going to outwork you, and that's just the standard. And we're going to be the most competitive team in the country. Like, we're going to compete our butt off every day, every game, whatever it is. If it's just to see who can flip the quarter the longest or spin a quarter the longest or spin a card the longest, whatever it is, we're competing. And that's just really how it is. You understand what Texas Tech men's basketball has accomplished in, in a brief amount of time. And you've also seen what it's like for their arena to be full. How would it feel for both of y'all, and I'm going to start with you, Miles, to see Jones just packed to the brim because of what y'all are capable of doing? Yeah, I walk out there with a, the biggest smile <laughs> on my face. Like, that's what I'm looking for because, you know, I got here during the COVID time. So when I came in, I didn't really get to experience, like, the true college life for real, the true college atmosphere. You know, we had a couple packed games, but it, I haven't seen a sold-out stadium yet. That's what I'm – Super excited to see just the, everybody in the stadium going crazy. I scored my first touchdown of the season. Everybody going crazy. I do my little dance. Like, I'm just, I'm really excited for it. Tyree, what about you, dog? What did that mean to you? Uh, just like Miles said, I came in the COVID year, too. I seen, I seen the place, you know, jumping. But our fans are like no other. And I feel like if we 
feel the Jones out, uh, it's going to be a hard place to play in. And to fill out Jones and to be in Lubbock and to be basically the university in West Texas, y'all understand that football is a little bit different out there. Yeah. They take it. I don't want to say personally because we all take it personally, but to play and to practice in 110 degree heat is something like a badge of honor. Right. How have you seen that manifest when you just go out in public and people see you? I mean, people, people around West Texas love Texas tech and, that we we take we take that uh personally uh to we're going to turn the program around up there and be be the uh best program in the Big 12 and if not the country this is uh for both of you and I'm saying this as a guy who understands what Texas Tech is about I was at an event in Lubbock and Fellow was trying to try his way out. He said, hey, look, uh, for all the people who are for the University of Texas, root, dead quiet. <laughs> all the people for Texas Tech, root, raucous applause, right? So that part is understood. Knowing how Texas went for y'all last year, how excited are you to have another opportunity to go at them? Uh, I'm really, I'm really, they, they come to our house, so it's going to be, first off, it's going to be rough to play with our fans, but it's going to be tough to play us for four quarters straight. So they definitely going to feel us, and uh, I'm pretty sure we'll like the outcome of that game. It's it's hate out there. It's hate out there, yeah? Oh, no, no, for sure. They, like he said, I hope they can stay in the game with us for four quarters straight. Like, when I tell you we're going to get up and hit them in the mouth every single play and do it over and over and over again. And when I tell you we believe it, like, it's not something we're just saying. We got players really believing it. Like the team believes the things that we are saying. It's not just being said now. It's not something we're just we're doing things. We're taking steps into building that confidence in what we're saying. Miles Price, Tyree Wilson, thank you guys so much for taking time. We appreciate you, man. Earl Bostic, how you doing, man? Doing good. How about you? I'm good, sir. I'm good. Sir. I'm really interested in Kansas football for no other reason than when Coach Leipold got the job. Mm -hmm. Very excited about that because yeah. his reputation is second to none, what he's been able to do. But you have a unique understanding of Kansas football, having been there for so long. Mm -hmm. How have you seen the program make these small changes that have led to really some outstanding results? I mean, got Oklahoma on the ropes, nearly get that win, get that win against Texas in Austin. What has Coach Leipold been able to do at Kansas to bring that about? Uh, what Coach Lipo has did actually is like bringing an actual game plan or like a blueprint for the program for the players to like follow. So uh, like he instilled this like program in the culture where players have to buy in or they have to just like they won't be there. You know, it's like or you just be like a one of the weeds that just like just don't get weeded out. Like you don't get like we're gonna have you gonna join or you gonna just be kicked to the curve almost type of vibe. It's just like with that uh, blueprint and that culture that he instilled with us as the players and then uh, to the coaches, then to the coaches, to the like leaders of the team, and then just like uh, brought all the way down to everybody buying into that uh, blueprint or the culture of the uh, uh, team. Did you ever give any thought to maybe I don't want to be here for another regime change, another coaching change, learning somebody else's offense? Uh, it's like, being here for so long, uh, like uh, being uh, there. It's 2018, right? Uh, yeah, well, 
2017. Right. Uh, being there so long, being part of three different uh, three different head coaches, eight different positional coaches, three different offense, probably almost like four different offenses, uh, coordinators and stuff like that. It's just been like uh, being part of that is a lot, you know. But like I still want to like make uh, like I still like when I first came here, I wanted to be like the difference of uh, Kansas. I wanted to like actually leave a legacy of like. This uh is going to change uh, regardless of fact if I'm here or uh, when I leave anytime soon, like so I want to like be a part of that uh uh the plan and that blueprint that uh, Coach Lightpole brought, and then like hit like him bringing that in like actually like gave me like uh, more motivation like to bring uh like go uh, go in there each and every day in the locker room uh, making sure all the guys are on that same page because we're going to have to change this around and we're going to do this together as a brother like as one. How excited are you about a 2022 where you got to have winter training, spring football, knowing what you were able to accomplish with basically preseason camp mm. because Coach Loach Leopold gets hired May 21st, somewhere in there. Yes, sir. So you don't actually get to work with him until August. Yeah. How much better do you think you're going to be knowing you got those other eight months to work with him? Uh, it's being uh, – having him actually for almost a whole year now, actually actually – Going through the blue, uh, uh, the culture stuff, the blueprint that he has and stuff like that. Actually, understanding stuff, understanding the offense, understanding like uh, what he wanted around the facility and stuff like that. It actually helped out tremendously with the uh, the team uh, team chemistry and stuff like that, and the team uh, just uh, effort and everything. Uh, it just helped out with the, helped the team actually tremendously uh, in the uh, locker room. Uh, and I'm glad that we actually have the full year with him and actually can see the change that from the fall season last year and all that. Uh, and it just helped out. Like, we can actually see it. Like, we can visualize it. Now we got to have to just do it now. Do you ever wonder what it might feel like to be the kind of football team that Coach Self has turned the basketball program into? I should say Kansas basketball has always been great. Mm -hmm. But you're still young enough, and I, or, or old enough, I should say, to know about 2007 and know that we're coming up on the 15th anniversary of what is perhaps the greatest Kansas football team ever. Mm -hmm. Do you want that for yourself? I want that for the team. I don't want it for myself. I always like, I want to lead the legacy of having that, like my legacy of being at Kansas. I want to lead that for the team. I want uh, everybody to make sure like, uh, this is the, like the goal. Like, I want that, that 2008, uh, orange bowl vibe. Like, you know, like I want to make sure that everybody on the same page, like I said, um, to reach that goal. And that's, uh, starting from, uh, from uh, string one, string two, string three, wherever on the field, we're going to be together and make sure we're going to reach that goal that everybody wants in that locker room. That's to a bowl game. Low key, I think the strength of the program is the four dudes plus you mm -hmm. up front. Y'all are very experienced. You're very good. But I watched you have a turnaround that I didn't think was possible because I believe if I'm saying this right, you gave up maybe 11 sacks in 12 games and then starting, I want to say, the end of 2021 and 2021, give up one? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, one in 11 games. Yes, sir. All right. What did Coach Leipold, Coach Fuchs do to help you? I was just, uh, I was still in that, like, 2020 season. I was still, like, actually gaining, like, building with myself uh, and, uh, like, actually trying to make sure I'm good and stuff like that. Uh, with like understanding the offense and stuff like that. It was going through a lot of battles with the COVID and stuff like that. It was a lot of mental games, all that. Um, but now it's just like uh, actually having that like 
Coach uh, Lightpole, Coach Foles, Coach uh, K, and all them. Um, actually, like breaking it like down to a T, where it's not you don't have to think anymore. You just go out there and play like play your game and stuff like that. And having that like having games under my belt where those games like those games that uh, gave up a lot of sacks and stuff like that is a humbling experience. Like because I still have to learn uh, what I need to improve on and make that uh, improvement uh, for next year, like last year and stuff like that. Um, each and every game and make sure like watching the film, make sure like uh, it's persistent type thing where I don't have to like uh, pass game, run game and stuff like that. I don't have to think of anything. Uh, I know what's going to happen on the field. No, like person that's uh, to the right of me, uh, make sure we're on the same page and then uh, make sure the horse are online on the same page while we're on the field. So we all have to give up sets or have big run game, uh, big open holes and stuff for the running back uh, can go through so they can have confidence back there uh, uh, in the pocket with uh, the quarterback and the running back uh, anywhere. Do you have a favorite story about how you figured out for yourself that Coach Leipold is just a little bit different than anybody else you work with? Uh, favorite story, I would say uh, when Coach Leipold just actually, actually came up to me and actually have a talk to me. You know? um, it was like... Talking to you. Yeah. It was just like, uh, just like a little normal conversation and stuff like that, trying to get to know me and stuff like that. Uh, it was like, like actually great. I actually have that, you know. As uh, back then, it was like not as like how it was uh, now, you know. And it uh, actually like gave us, like gave me like the confidence, like okay, coaches like believe, uh, like actually talking to every player, trying to understand what they uh, weakness and uh, strengths and stuff like that, making sure like they. Trying to uh, work better, work on their uh, weakness and stuff like that. Actually, just had to try to like get to know me and my like off the field type of vibes too. And that like actually gave me like a Larry, okay, you you coming in and actually want to actually do something and actually want to do something with the players, you know? You know, I just want to just come in here and just like uh, you know just get like get through and try to like you know it just like helped us like as the like being there. Uh, it just helped. Us at a like for like I say for uh, the old line helped us actually build confidence with it with us uh, as a uh, group and it uh, tremendously helped me because it like uh, just it was just like I was like astonished that he like actually we sat down like a couple times and stuff like that because I ain't like truly had that back in like the old staff and stuff like that. And it, like, helped me out, like, okay, uh, Coach is, like, actually in placing, like, a seed into me and stuff like that. He's trying to, like, understand me, understand what I do off the field, understand what I do on the field, understand, like, what go through my head, like, all stuff like that. It just, like, it helps very much. It sounds like you got a teacher for the first time since you've been at Kansas with a head coach. Mm. Is that fair to say? Am I being unfair there? Uh, that's fair to say. It's actually, that's what, like, I would prime example of what Coach Lightfo is his teacher. He's, like, for the players, you know. He want to be, like, actually uh, for us. Like, it's not for him. It's just for us to make sure that we good, you know. How have you seen the rest of campus and, and Lawrence in general embrace the team, say, differently in the last couple of years? Uh, i say it was a change soon as he got on campus and seen, uh, like, last year and stuff like that. It helped uh, us tremendously because it's, like, all the uh, – what we accomplished and stuff like that. We competing in games. We competing uh, in like through all four quarters. Uh, it's not just a one-sided game and stuff like that. You no, know, uh, all the time, you know. And like people actually like going like just going through campus and stuff like that. Actually, people like believe, you know. I actually like have the belief that uh, we're gonna change this place soon, you know. And like 
you know, from Lawrence to uh, KC and all that, and, like anywhere, like you can find like people like actually like okay, y'all, uh, we gonna I see y'all making like a impact into the uh, Big Twelve soon. Like, like we have to just have to keep uh, we have to do that uh, this year. Make sure we're uh, we're ahead on the right track. How did you feel uh, going into halftime against Oklahoma with a lead, trying to figure that out? Like you, you, you were back and forth with them, mm-hmm. and. Caleb Williams does this Superman thing, escapes, that turns into a win for them. But did you ever feel, no, 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 we can do this. Like, this is ours to win now, as opposed to in years past. Uh, I go in, like, every game, like, we're going to win this regardless of the fact. Um, that's my motto. We're going to win this regardless. I don't care if it's uh, OU, Baylor, and stuff like that, K-State. Like, regardless of the fact, I'm going in there to win the game, you know. Um, and having that lead. It's just like oh we like having that lead into the halftime we had the OU game and stuff like that was like uh, not shocking to me because I know we can do this you know we can do this as a team we can win uh, we can beat them um, and having that lead gave us like the team confidence and stuff like that like in general uh, in the locker room we win halftime because everybody like okay we just got to keep our head level headed make sure we uh, keep sticking to the game plan make sure we keep sticking to what we're doing. Um, so we can finish out the second half uh, on the right foot and uh, have the uh, dub. But like, like you said, when uh, Caleb did that all day, it was just like, um, uh, it was uh, heartbroken because it was like, uh, was a tremendous. It was a tremendous game for uh, all of us, uh, all around for the team and stuff like that. Then we went back in the locker room. It was uh, like everybody like had that realization where it was like um, for the whole team. Like everybody had that realization where it was just like oh, we can actually do this, you know? Like, say, we just got to keep uh, keep our head down and actually work every day. We need that 1% every day uh, so we can head in the right uh, right direction as a team to uh, get to that bowl game that we want. Well, that was going to be my following question. I, I know that you are a team man. I know that you want it for the team. What would it mean to you specifically to get to go play in a bowl game? Um, to get to play in a bowl game, uh, with my brothers, uh, it's not just for me. It's not. I don't. It's like it's bigger picture than me. You know, like I, I done been through the like been through all everything, been through uh, the losing seasons and stuff like that. Uh, it's not about me. Like it's about uh, my team. I want my team to have that satisfaction, uh, certification or satisfaction of being at a bowl game. You know, like I want to actually see them, see the hour, see the whole team have that smile on their face, have that carry that swagger, carry that uh, confidence, like, we, we made it. Like, we, we, we did it, you know? Like, I, I love seeing that. Like, I want to see that uh, coming in uh, December or January. That's what's up. Earl Boston, thanks so much, man. Thank you. I'm here with Kenny Logan, safety, University of Kansas. Kenny, I want to start with this, dog. How did it feel to beat Texas? Uh, it definitely was exciting. <laughs> it was uh. It was fun experience uh, going back to the city. Uh, we didn't get to make it for uh, all the like the the, the 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 parties and all that stuff. So we was definitely kind of uh, upset by that. But for the most part, it was definitely exciting and uh, a momentum booster for our team. I would say. I know it was a momentum booster for your team because it was a momentum booster for me. Like I, I grew up an Oklahoma fan, right? So there's a natural animosity toward Texas that shows when I get to be a fan. But when Coach Leipold got the job. Man, almost a year ago now, about 14 months ago, I was like, okay, I feel good about this. 
and it seemed like it's proven to be true. How did you feel when Coach Leipold first got to introduce himself to you all? Um, we definitely felt like he was uh, a man about his business. He uh, was he had a record of winning. He, he's shown that he can win. He's shown that he can turn the program around. So we definitely believe in that. Um, the guys just had to get used to uh, just the way he went about everything, and I think we did that pretty fine now, and now we just believe. And that was the main thing he wanted us to do is just believe and, and just try to re restructure our culture. Culture used a lot when we're talking about Kansas. It's used a lot when we talk about a bunch of programs, but when you have to drill down on what that is, what are the fundamental changes that you've seen Coach Lightpole make for the program? Um, Just uh, – like I would say, I, I pride in the little things. I believe in the little things. Um, and just uh, relentless. That's just our core values that we stand by as a team. Uh, our team is the only one that holds the standard to it. So the coaches have their standard, but the players are the ones who got to go out there. So I feel like that standard has been created in the program since he came there and just instilling just uh, the pride about how you go about little things, like how you handle your business, being somewhere five minutes before and just being just being in position and ready to go. One of the things that I found most interesting about Coach Leipold and his background is that he is unafraid of a challenge. He's unafraid of building from the bottom and, and making something that he's very proud of and the people who invest in him are proud of. You have a hand in that now. Um, how close do you think you are to really turning some heads? Because folks are now beginning to pay attention to what you're doing in a way that they haven't in years past. Does that excite you? Do you, do you live for that? What are you thinking about when... You're in the weight room when you're trying to get ready for this season and you want to make a market, KU. Um, I really think it's exciting, but we don't try to focus on that. Uh, we try to let everybody uh, think what they're going to think until that time comes and we have to put on the pads and show them what we've been working for. Um, we definitely have been working hard uh, this offseason just to rearrange our structure and rearrange everything that we have going on. So I definitely think it's exciting. We're definitely ready to go and we're definitely ready to put on the show. But Devin, uh, I want to ask you particularly, What's it like to be the dude from Lawrence in the backfield on a team that everybody's looking at now? Mm. You know, there, it has a set of pressures for sure. Um, you know, you're expected to not necessarily save the program, mm. but a lot of people look at you in a different manner, like in the community, um, kind of like a, a figure person almost. And, um, you know, I take that on, but at the same time, I also got to realize that you know, I got to do what's best for the team, not necessarily what's best for everybody else. And so whether that role is on the field or off the field, I got to step up in that way too. Um, but, you know, I'm really blessed to be in the position I am and to be able to, you know, kind of be that figure person of my community that I have grew up in. So it means a lot, though. Took a visit to Lawrence way back when I was looking at colleges and everybody wanted to talk to me about the basketball team mm -hmm. and what Coach Self had done. I went to the University of Tulsa where Coach Self had left, yeah. right? Stop at Illinois and then goes to Kansas. But I wanted to know about the football team. I wanted to know about who was investing in the team. And to see that you decided that KU was the place for you, that you didn't need to leave home, shows a lot about the community and shows a lot about your faith in what the program can be. But I'm going to preface it with this. Y'all know that Coach Leipold has a reputation not just for winning, but winning national championships, right? Yes, sir. So I don't put a ceiling on my expectations for what you can do. And Kenny was being very specific about, hey, we're worried about today and getting better today. How are you getting better today? What's tomorrow going to look like for you? And how do you keep that focus and attitude? Yeah, I mean, you try not to look too far forward. I mean, you have your goals, but um, it's a day-by-day -day process that's going to help you get to that goal. And um 
you know, that's every it's right when you walk through the doors of the facility, um, how you go about things. Starting with a yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am. Um, saying thank you to the people who are, you know, taking care of you. And, um, you know, and then taking all that into our workout, you know, the intensity of the workout, you know, putting everything into it, your last, you know, the last leg to give. Um, that's really what's important. And, you know, it's going to help us get to where we want to be. I got to talk with Earl a little bit earlier, and this is for both of you, but he'd been around for so long that I wanted to know. Yeah, J- Jalen, come sit down, doc. You good. Real, real informal. Was, I guess this is all for, for all three of you now. Earl was talking to me about how Coach Leipold basically treats him like a student and wants to know about him and wants to know the little things that make him go. And he was explaining to me how that was just different from his experience in the past. How does Coach Leipold introduce and talk to each one of you about things that aren't football, about things that make each one of y'all tick? Um, Jalen, let's go first and we'll go down the line here. Um, I'm going to have to go with, you know, he has a, a way of being able to interact with you, you know, outside of football with his, his presence. You know, he's able to come in, you know, um, he, he's he's the thermometer of a room. You know, he's going to change the temperature um, of the room when he walks in, you know. So when I'm able to talk to him, he just be able to talk to me um, outside of football because it's like he wants to know more about me. You know, um, you, you can tell when there's that genuine connection between somebody. And I feel like, uh, you know, him being my coach and him wanting to know more outside of football, you know, I feel like that that's really what helped me gain that trust quicker. Yeah, I would definitely say he's, he's definitely a genuine man. Um, you know, he's he's busy as all get out. Well, Devin, I want to stop you there. You said a genuine man. Yeah. I need you to explain to me what you call a genuine man. Yeah, I mean... Most of us, like, we're all been recruited to go certain places, so we can tell when someone's being wishy-washy with us and not telling us straightforward. Um, and, you know, we all had that transition with Coach Lightfoot when we first came in here and all the uncertainty. We're like, what are we getting out of this? Like, do we want to leave? Do we not at first? And, you know, after our, I can't speak for them too, but I'm guessing since they're still here, we all kind of had the same. <laughs> we we all had the same kind of mentality after uh, we talked to him. But you know, from that sense, I'm like, oh, he he has it figured out. Like we're gonna go places with him. Um, and I got that feeling right away with him. And because um, our first meeting wasn't even really about football, um, he could have made it. What position you play? But he already had that information. He already knew what position we played. He knew our name. He knew how to spell it. So we already did the research on 106 kids. So that's how I knew he was thorough and um, that he really was trying to get to know us as people more than just the athlete. Go ahead, Kenny. Um, I would say Coach Lipo, me and Coach Lipo's relationship is kind of like always jokingly because I'm always in his office. I go in his office just to joke with him about like him not smiling or him not doing certain things like that. So I always try to just have that uh that type of bond with him but of course he wants to take the time out to really understand how to how he can reach his players and how he, he can better them in, in the time frame that he has them and, and just not for the time frame he has them actually down the road to be better men so he definitely tries to take the time out like I go in and talk to him about anything really now at this point because I just feel like I can that's just what the relationship we have like since we got here it's just you feel me I always kind of had just an open an open relationship with him this is for all three of you, uh, and I say this with great respect. What would it mean to each one of y'all to be able to play in a bowl game this year? 
um, to me, uh, just being here for four years now, going on my fourth year, um, and just kind of staying here and just trying to see and try to make sure I was a part of that change, that would mean the world to me just to, and give that back to the city of Lawrence and get that back to uh, the University of Kansas. It's just, it'll be exciting. It'll be nerve-wracking to, to say, like, I was a part of that team. Like, I had something to do with that. So that's definitely going to be exciting. That's definitely the plan and the goal this year. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And, uh, you know, after coming off my true freshman season and <clears throat> saying that my goal was, you know, to take us to a bowl game and further um, when I signed the papers, you know, and to be able to do that so early, it mean a lot to me for sure. And, you know, to be a part of that so young and, you know, be a part of a leadership council that we are part of. Too. How old are you? Uh, I'm 18. You're 18? Yeah. So it's been, you were three years old the last time that, Kansas played in the Orange Bowl and was so great. Yeah. So you've grown up around this mm -hmm. and you've seen this program. Right. It's one of the reasons I'm so interested mm -hmm. is, yes, you'd love to be a part of that change, but you also understand just how difficult it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely understand how difficult it is. I mean, we all do at this point, um, how hard we worked this past year. Um, and then seeing the ups and downs, like Kenny said, he's been here for four years, so he's seen it all. You know, me and Jalen haven't seen so much, but we have seen it, you know. Um, but... Like well, like we said, or like I said earlier, um, it would just mean a lot to be able to do it for me so early, and you know, see the seniors put so much into it, and you know, the guys who stay here for five years, four years, um, see them get that result too, and mean a lot to me. You know, when we're speaking about, um, you know, <clears throat> what we go by, you know, in the Kansas program, you know, we have three core beliefs, and it's called pride, relentless, and believe, and we have a definition for each three. Uh, the first one is pride, and that means leave it better than you found it. Um, and when, when it come, when we're talking about this, that's what I feel like that best relates to. Uh, so I, I honestly want to be able to do it for the, the fans. You know, there's a lot of people in Kansas who who can't play at Kansas uh, for Kansas football, and you know, but they have they support us 100. percent And you know, that's when it comes down to the fact that I want to be able to do it for the people that can't do it. You know, um, yeah, it would mean a lot to me personally be able to be able to get a bowl win, but at the end of the day, I, I fight for the people that are, that are around me. Pride, relentless, and belief. Belief. Got the three of y'all here, man. Um, those words mean something to me in particular um, because those are things within your control. And that's that's what I'm picking up from each one of y'all is that you're taking care of the things that you can control. Yeah. Okay. Only thing we can do. I mean, for, for when we first got here, one thing that our strength coach, you know, emphasized was E plus R equals O, you know, and that, that stands for event plus the response equals the outcome. And the only thing that uh, us as players have, the, well, us as people in life have the, you know, the only thing that we can control is the response. You know, you can't control the event and you can't control the outcome of that event. The only thing that you can control is the response to it. And, you know, you know, just do what you do what you can 100 percent and hope for the best outcome. I would be remiss because uh, I brought this to, to Kenny. I'm going to bring it to Devin and, and Jalen saying this for the, for the microphone as much as anything else. When you got the win against Texas, how did it feel and who did you get to talk to about it first? <clears throat> Firstly, how it felt was for me, it felt like it was on the turn. We were on the turn of something special. Um, you know, we were in that close game against Oklahoma that we fell short to. Um, there was other games in the season where we were up at half where we should have, you know, closed it off. And then that was the game we first, you know, completed the entire game where we come up with, on top. 
And that that for me was like, okay, where can where do we gotta go with this? You know? I I, I was excited for it, absolutely celebrated. But I always thought past it, like what 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 can we do now? And then I guess the first person I called was my mother. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Shout out moms. No, it's for real. Like, hey, hey, this this is a mom's friendly show. You know what I mean? Nah, that, he, came, he came in. Yeah, that, I came I gotta in. Call my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I got to call my mom. Wait, yes. Yeah. Really? You yeah. went in there and said, I got to call my mom? Yeah. yeah. There's actually, there was actually That's a video. There was a video on it. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even notice the cameras there. Dead serious. I actually literally intended to call my mother because they had a little watch party uh, with a bunch of my family friends back here. And so, I, I yeah, she, I had to share that moment with her. You know, for me, I'd have to say, you know, it was definitely, it, it was a wonderful feeling because that was the first game that I've started since my true freshman year. Uh, my true freshman year didn't go how I wanted it to go at all. So being able to get that chance to get back on the field as a starter, um, it gave me that extra confidence that I needed, you know. Then looking at the uh, the Texas game, the last time we played Texas, it was a very close game between Carter Stanley, uh, the Jayhawks in Texas. So I, I was I was able to talk to Carter about that game uh, that year, which was my senior year of high school. And, you know, he just told me the, how the environment was, how important that game was to him. And I carried that on, you know. Um, I wanted to be able to play in my freshman year, but I didn't get the chance to. So sophomore year, uh, the first time Texas was able to see Jalen Daniels, and I was able to go out there and with my teammates, you know, the brothers that was around me, and we were able to go out there and perform, um, being able to do what nobody thought we was able to do. Um, but to answer your question, the first person that uh, I was able to talk to it about after the game was my, my dad because um, they had our people who uh, came from the Jayhawks to the Texas game. They were all the way up there in the 300 section, all the way up there, like far away. Little blue corner up yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, literally. Like you look up there and all you see is that a whole bunch of burnt orange in that little corner of blue. So, so uh, yeah, I got to talk to my dad after the game. Uh, my stepdad and my godfather both came to the game. So uh, it, was, it was a wonderful feeling. I am very excited for the three of y'all because it feels like you had a program that you are not just enjoying, but you're proud of. Shout out to the Carter Stanley and Andrew Parchment on that team. Yeah. Andrew was a dog. Yep. AP. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, look. You know what I mean? Time. <laughs> But I really want to see how this goes for y'all in 2022. I understand that nobody wants to look past South Dakota State. I understand that y'all got the, uh, y'all have preseason camp to get through. But I do want y'all to know, for me, as a college football fan and a person who's been watching Big 12 football since I was a toddler, um, it meant something to me personally that Coach Leipold chose Kansas and that y'all accepted Coach Leipold and that it's going well. Um, because as much as people want to, to talk about what that does and doesn't matter, it seems that y'all understand you matter to a bunch of people, uh, not just your family, people you'll never meet, never know. And I'm very proud to uh, have met each one of you. Yes, sir. Jalen Daniels, Devin Neal, Kenny Logan, thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you for you. having us.